Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you once again for joining us for another exciting edition of the Olympics on Talking Fight, uh, because I'm pretty sure there's some great news out there that Christian's just busting to tell us. <laughs> what, do, what do you got for us today, Christian? Well, happy Monday, Grandma. And uh, sorry, I missed you guys last Friday. We had some technical issues on my end personally. So, Graham, I know how to cover that one, and I appreciate that. Uh, there's not a whole ton going. Just a couple of stories to uh, to, go over, to go over today. Uh, both of them uh, in, the, in the realm of follow-ups. The IOC is tightening their belt yet again as to who's actually going to be at these uh, Tokyo Games. So the IOC and the International Paralympic Committee uh, – were confronted with the conclusion of their Japanese partners recently not to allow overseas spectators at the Olympic and Paralympic Games coming up in Tokyo. Now, this is something we talked about already on the show. Now, this is what they're saying, is it necessary to organize safe and secure games for everybody? In this meeting, the Japanese government had made it very clear that it also requires significant reduction in numbers from what they're calling accredited participants who do not have essential or operational responsibilities. Now, for obvious reasons, the IOC and the IPC had to fully comply and accept with these new uh, new uh, stipulations from the Japanese government. As a follow-up, these conclusions were discussed with all national Olympic committees as well as all international uh, federations. Now, in the consultation calls this week, uh, sorry, in these conversations, the IOC learned uh, from that all of the uh, various bodies involved are viewing this as the responsible approach, which is going to be necessary for holding the Olympic Games. Uh, many of them are of uh, these international federations and, and national Olympic committees are already making every effort to significantly reduce their numbers of accredited people. Uh, and are also seeking you know, further guidance from the IOC leadership as to who can be in, included in their new reformed lists. So in order to comply with these new uh, conclusions, the request of the Japanese and the request of their Japanese partners, the IOC today, uh, which I'm uh, sorry, would have been over the weekend, not today, decided to grant accreditation only to people who have what they're saying essential and operational roles. IOC members, uh, as the ultimate decision-making body of the IOC, are playing such an essential, are, are only those members who are playing an essential and operational role will be allowed to attend the games. That's even within the IOC membership. So the IOC has canceled and reduced all, IO, the, all IOC guest programs um, and the invitation to uh, Olympic athlete legends, for example as well as a number of other programs. It also will not grant accreditation to any accompanying guests in any category. So the people that this new uh, this new announcement grammar are going to affect, it's going to be uh, people like, like I said, uh, former Olympic legends. So, so let's say they want to invite Lennox Lewis as a former Olympic gold medal boxer. They like to, they like to extend invitations to the games and free tickets to people like that in order to get, you know, the obvious... Uh, sound bites and photo ops and press opportunities and it all helps drive up the uh the numbers for them right so that's going to be axed off this uh this year's list so we're seeing going to see a much more scaled down program when it comes to promotions but it's also going to affect uh spouses and families of athletes who normally would because uh, most athletes would normally bring you know wife and children or you know in case of some boxers maybe their dad might want to uh come out to the uh games looking at you big t but uh 
they've officially axed that off the program now. So we're seeing a much more scaled back version. So we're getting right down to bare bones where we're just going to be seeing athletes, trainers, coaches, and people who are directly running events. So security personnel, uh, runners uh, for the athletes, things like that. But a much more scaled back, uh, bare bones version of what we're going to be seeing. So at this point, the only way that you or I are going to get a chance to see these games is if we suddenly become integral to be them being held in the, at all, which I don't see happening. So I think you and I, Graham, are going to have to hold up for Paris in 2024 before we uh, actually make it out to a games. That's the latest out of the that's the latest out of the IOC. But I wanted to quickly, Graham, follow up on a story that we had been working on uh, earlier in the month. Now, you're going to remember, and as will our viewers, obviously, the uh, ill-fated Indian team at this year's boxing tournament. And, well, it all started off with uh, Ashish Kumar, uh, and we've got a, had a bit of an update on him with you to share there. Now, for those who don't remember, the uh, the Indian team was slated for nine uh, finals in the boxing tournament due to a series of uh, COVID-related, uh, I won't call them gaffes, but incidents only one of those fighters was actually able to box in their final and the rest all had to go to walk-offs. So uh, one of the big glass stores was Ashish Kumar con you know, contracting COVID. So as I said, we've had a bit of an update and I just wanted to share. So the 26-year-old middleweight uh, fight in the 75-kilogram category for anyone who's keeping score there uh, had tested positive for the coronavirus on the eve of the Boxham International Final in Castellón, Spain. This was back on the 7th of March. Uh, so during the tournament or earlier this month, the Olympic-bound Indian boxer, Ashesh Kumar, he's now on his way back to India after recovering entirely from that infection. So as I said, he had tested positive for the virus on the eve of his, of his own final, uh, forcing his withdrawal from the competition along with two others at the time. That would be uh, Sumit Sagwan in the 81-kilogram category and Mohammed Husamadun in the 57-kilogram category. Now, that was due to the fact that they were both his roommates at the time. So Sagwan and Husamadin were able to return to India with the rest of the team uh, after they uh, posted a negative COVID-19 result. Unfortunately, that negative result was not good enough uh, at the time to allow them to compete in their events. But, uh, you know, that's, that is what it is, and we knew that going into that tournament. Ashish, however, was quarantined in his hotel room in Castellan. Now, he was quoted as saying, I have tested negative and will be back today. Uh, that was uh, he said that while he was boarding a plane on his way back to India after being released from quarantine. Now it should be noted, Graham, that uh, during the whole of his quarantine, uh, Ashish was asymptomatic throughout the whole period, so that's good news for him. Uh, he went on to say, "I was tested on the semi-final day, and by that evening, it was out. Uh, sorry, by that evening, I was out of the final after it came back positive. I have no idea how it happened." To be honest, I was a bit scared when the report came out because nobody knew how it was going to impact me, but I haven't felt anything physically. He went on to say, so here I am without any symptoms, simply locked in a room. You know, what could I do other than sit and just wait for this thing to be over? Uh, he added that the Spanish Federation took really good care of him during that time and that everything was in order and that they had given him a really spacious room so that he could still uh, do his daily workouts during quarantine. And he also went on to say that the Federation was in regular touch with him during that time. So we've had a great update there. He's doing much better. And Ashish Kumar is one of the, uh, one of the few uh, Indians who has already qualified for the uh, Tokyo Olympics, and he did so the old-fashioned way back at the uh, Asia Oceana qualifier back in March of 2020. So he's on his way to his first Olympic Games. So that's what we've got in the world of boxing today. We've got uh, 
a nice update knowing that our one of our Indian boxers is back in the uh, fold. He's headed back to India, and he'll be rejoining his team in training camp. And uh, a much more scaled back, even than what we had already seen so far, Olympics to come. Great. Thanks very much, Christian. Appreciate that. And uh, with that being said, uh, remember good viewership. If you like what you're hearing, please uh, subscribe to our channel. And remember, if you're going to subscribe, as that fellow just is, uh, please hit the notifications bell so that you get all the notifications from us on a regular basis, especially when we're about to go live with a new program. Having said that, I guess we'll see you tomorrow, Christian. We'll talk tomorrow. Thank you.